What's up, Laker fans? This is Daniel Belts from King Watch LA. And the Lakers just beat the Nuggets about an hour and a half ago, and we live. Um, was very surprised to see this uh, starters still playing in the fourth quarter, especially after all the uh, all the talk that Vogel was sp uh, speaking about with uh, Morris, THT, and Dion playing uh, X amount of minutes tonight. And once the Lakers, uh, once the Nuggets pulled their starters, I was surprised to see the Lakers keep their starters still out there, especially since uh, the Lakers and Nuggets starters both seem to kind of be even for the first three quarters. Very, very surprised to see the Lakers keep AD and LeBron out there. Was very shocked to see LeBron play as much as he did tonight. And yeah, um, it seems this, uh, it seems that this was like the last night that both Anthony Davis and LeBron James will play before playoff start, before the Lakers play the eight seed, whoever that is. And we'll just, we'll figure that out who the Lakers are playing in, I guess the next three or four days. And it was just, it was a very nice night. Lakers win. They end the three-game losing streak. Uh, the longest losing streak the Lakers had this year was four, and it's nice to see they didn't tie that. They had their four-game losing streak at Christmas, and it was just cool to see. It was cool to see Kuz hit that shot. You kind of feel like he needed that, basically. Even though he's been probably the second or third best Laker player this bubble, and you can pretty much get a really good argument that he's been the second best player on the Laker team in the bubble because AD and LeBron have both been inconsistent. And yeah. What's up, Pabby? What's up, bro? How you feeling? I, uh, feeling pretty good, actually. It was it was cool to see Kuzma hit that shot. Uh, hello. My bad. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Uh, yeah, uh, for Kuzma, I think that was big for his confidence. Well, yeah. if he ever, I don't think Kuzma ever really lacks confidence, but I think just seeing, seeing, seeing a shot like that go in, if not for his confidence, I think it's big for the team's confidence in him. Um, you know, granted, I mean, that game isn't, you know, it's not like that game means a lot, but still, I think it means a lot again for the team's confidence in him. You think that, okay, well, this may be a guy that we can rely on. You know, down the stretch, you know, if we in a, I don't know, a tight game four, and you know, let's say, you know, Braun and AD maybe off, we could get a ball to Kuzma, we could expect good things to happen. And I don't think that the Lakers have had faith in Kuzma this year. That good things would happen if you give him the ball, you know, in yeah. pivotal situations. And I think that that you know uh, shows shows um trust in Kuzma. So, yeah, um, both players crashed with AD. That's why AD didn't get that last shot off. Uh, one stuck with AD and then one saved the basket where AD was trying to roll to and Kuzma was wide open. So it was, you definitely need to see that for Kuzma because if you get that wide open of a shot to end the game, you have to hit that. Especially yeah. if, especially if AD or Braun isn't hitting that, isn't taking that last shot, you need to, you need to see one of your good players make it. Like if Danny Green would have shot that, if Dion would have shot that, they would have had to make it for you to have confidence in the playoffs going forward. And I, I do believe Kuzma kind of has that confidence and not only himself, I feel like the team um, confides in him as well. If you listen to LeBron and AD talk post game, LeBron said Kuzma has to be the third best player if we're going to win the championship. Like he has to be that. 
I think Kuzma has been that throughout the course of the um of the um bubble though. Like even if he wasn't shooting well, I think arguably, I think arguably outside of Anthony Davis, who was always Anthony Davis, I think Kuzma has been their best defender. Yeah. Like throughout the entire time of the bubble. Um one, I think we have to remember that I think we, we all kind of forget he was hurt to start the season. Like he did. What did he break his ankle? What did he think? Nah, he he tweaked it for the uh, team USA and like uh, Coach Pop actually talked about it. He loved what he saw from Kyle Kuzma at the team USA like scrimmages and even like I believe the first game they had. And then he tweaked his ankle pretty bad, and that was it. Yeah. So he so he was coming off an injury. So you know we don't know what he would have like looked like if he would have got to start his season healthy. So even you know with him having a break, this might be the first time all year that he's healthy. Um, and I think that that more so shows up in his defense. I mean, even the first game when they played the Clippers, I thought he was the best defender on Kawhi. Like, the way that he was guarding Kawhi was like, oh, we get into a series, like, we don't have to stick Braun on Kawhi. I can leave Kuzma on Kawhi, and I can feel confident um, that he'll offer some resistance. Yeah. And you said Kuzma's been the third best player. I would even say second. Because Braun been terrible. Kuzma's been consistent every night. And I wouldn't even know, like, you can maybe even say Kuzma's been the best because, like, 80 and wins, he's been great. And losses, he's been god-awful. I don't hate it. I don't hate and it. I don't, like, I don't hate it. In Orlando, Kuzma's been maybe first, second, third best player, however you want to rank it. And it just seems he's bought into the team mindset like he's going to attack the bubble and he's going to do whatever the Lakers need him to do to win a championship. And he's played defense, like he said, against the Clippers in the first game. Like, he, you don't shut down Kawhi. You don't shut down Paul George. We made it tough. Like he he made it tough to where Kawhi would have to make a shot over him, and he he played well. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is all throughout the floor too. I think he's a yep. very versatile defender. Um, I mean, you even saw, I mean, the play they had on Bobo, which wasn't which which wasn't a foul. It was still good defense. They they called a foul, but to me, it was still good defense. Um, but you see him guarding all over the floor. You know, he can go pick up a you know pick a guard on the um, perimeter. You know, guard guard out there in a space. He can also you know guard in the post. Um, when you need him to. So he's a very, very versatile defender. Um, and I think that that's been the best thing that he's brought to the team, in my opinion, because I yeah. think that uh, with Avery Bradley being gone, um, with, you know, bronze age, KCP is a little bit too small to guard some wings. I don't think you really want look- – and Danny Green, I don't think Danny Green at this age, I don't think he's the same defender that he once was. He's too slow. Um, yeah, so him guarding, so I guess the best person they have to guard wings is actually Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you play any of these good wings in the West, I think Kuzma is going to have to be one of those guys who, you know, steps up and consistently takes that challenge. And obviously, like you said, you're not going to stop some of the elite wing players, but at least offer some resistance. Yeah. So, yeah. Any wing with the pass-first mentality, I don't want Kyle Kuzma guarding that person. But any wing that just wants to get buckets, put Kyle Kuzma on him because – it feels like if you want to get Kyle Kuzma to do too many things at once, he's not going to be able to do it. But if you just dumb it down for him to do uh, in something on defense, like, hey, try to try to make that guy – try to make it difficult for that guy to score, he can do it. But if you saw Kyle Kuzma try to guard Luka, you have no idea what the hell Luka's going to do. You don't know if he's going to shoot, pass, pump fake. So it was, it was pretty bad for Kuzma. But you watch him play Paul George, um, like even Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum isn't looking to pass. He's looking to score. And yeah. the two games that Kyle Kuzma has played, Jason Tatum this year, he's kind of made it difficult on him. So if it's a pass first swing, I don't want to see it, put Braun on him. But if it's just a score first swing, put Kuzma on him. Yeah, he's not versatile enough to be able to guard. Well, not, I don't know what it is. I don't want to say versatile. He's not disciplined enough to be able to guard Luka. You know, with the way like Luka be 
flopping all over the court and doing all types of pump. Like Luca might go out there and give you two, three pump fakes, spin around and then jump into you. Like he not disciplined enough to stay down for that. I mean, very few people are, but yeah. definitely Kyle Kuzma not disciplined enough to stay down for that. But like you said, if it's a Jason Tatum, a guy who, you know, it's kind of a mercenary when it when it mm-hmm. um, comes to you know just scoring the basketball. Kuzma will be fine. I feel yeah. I feel comfortable with his size, his speed, and his um intensity um mm-hmm. on that defensive end that he can you know it, like I said at least offer some type of resistance. Yeah. yeah, and like you're talking about the bull bull possession where Kuzma didn't foul him. I was shocked the Lakers didn't challenge that. I thought if you're gonna challenge something in the game that's late in the fourth quarter, that's two free throws. You should have challenged that. Even though I think bull bull missed both free throws, I believe. So I don't feel like that challenge would have gotten them anything. I think one. he missed one. I think yeah. he missed yeah. the first free throw and then made the second yeah. one. I, yeah. I could I could be wrong. I think he missed yeah. one. But, like, yeah, I didn't see Kuz foul him. He was right up in his face, right up in the shooter's pocket. So, like, I that was great defense by Kuz. They just got called for a foul. So, yeah, like, when Braun or AD says Kuzma has to be the third best player on the Lakers team, it doesn't mean offense, even though that's what you think Kyle Kuzma is. You just think of him as an offensive player. There has been nights where he's been the second best defensive player on the team. And so if the Lakers do win a championship, he will have to be the third most important player on the team. I agree. Basically because I didn't expect Danny Green to fall off a cliff. Yeah. How many more greens? I don't, I don't know what's, I, I don't know what's going on with Danny Green. Yeah. yeah. Like even tonight he shot the ball from three. Well, but it seemed he couldn't guard anyone on the fourth. Dion can guard anyone in the fourth rotations were shit. And Kuzma seemed, he just seemed ready. Uh, yeah, that's an issue that they're really that they're really gonna have is that they went from being a, 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 I think a good defensive team mm-hmm. to now, I mean they lost Avery Bradley, which I which is, uh, I don't think people really understand how huge of a loss that is yeah. for uh, this team. Like I, I think that you know when their defense even during the season slipped when Avery Bradley got hurt. Like mm-hmm. Avery Bradley's guy who comes out, he is the point. He is the point of attack. So when he's not there, things just Guards get a little bit of an easier time. KCP doesn't really – who – what is he best guarding? He can't – I don't think he's best guarding point guards, like quick guards. They just get by him. But then, like, you talk about a little bit bigger guards, I don't think he has the size to be able to guard them. So it's like I don't know what KCP actually guards. Like you said, Danny Green just seems like he's falling off a cliff. Braun, even though I think personally think Braun should make the all-defensive team this year, Braun still is 35 years old. I mean, he can get you a possession or two, like you saw again in the um, Clippers game when he, you know, stepped up in a couple possessions and really locked in and played defense. But you're not asking for Braun to go out there and guard somebody 48 minutes and be the point guard, especially because there's no Rondo there. So and facilitate the offense and score at his age. That's just unrealistic. Um, so, yeah, I think like you said, I think it is very, very um, important that, 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 that Kuzma always steps up um, on that end because defensively they don't look good at all right now. Yeah. Like, again, this Nuggets game, like, I understand there was probably not a single scouting report on no. anybody who was on the court because literally I'm watching the game like, who the hell is this? I'm like, I don't even know whether to say cash or good because I don't know who these people are. I've literally never seen them play. So I'm sure the Lakers have literally never seen them play either. But some of the things that they were doing was just defensive breakdown levels on them. It was like somebody was popping up wide open and everybody yeah. looking around, everybody else like, bro, what the hell going on? Yeah. That's not supposed to be happening. Yeah. Now, with guys out there doing certain things, because it's like, like, let's say, you know, you go underneath a screen because you literally have no idea what this man shoots from three. That's something different. But some of this was just like people just popping up wide open. And it's like, yeah. all right. Like the amount of times you saw that happen in the fourth quarter, it was troubling. You saw LeBron 80 looking around like, 
who was supposed to guard him, and it was Dion or I believe Danny Green. And they're just like they both seem to like not understand who was supposed to switch on. I think PJ Dozier, which I can't believe this was the guy that uh, took number thirty-five after Kevin Durant left. I can't believe that was the guy that was making shots tonight. That that was the whole like jersey fiasco about. Yeah, because like I. Yeah, PJ Dozier took 35 after KD left. I'm crying. That's hilarious. And I haven't, I hadn't seen this guy in the NBA since then until today. Because I was, I was like, who the hell is 35 making shots? Literally, literally, I heard of that. I, I think I, I was watching some Nuggets game and they put him in the game, and I'm mm-hmm. like, it, no, it was the uh, Jazz game. I think they had him guarding Donovan Mitchell, and I'm like, yeah, they just put like a random person on Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Like, all right. Didn't like I see him they making shots. I'm like, yo, I've never seen this man shoot the ball before. Yeah. yeah. Ever. They just put in some random people. But uh like you said, but also the the thing that they're they're playing lineups like that they've never played before. Yeah. So which is like another thing, like even though you know this is what game, I don't know, maybe 70 at this point, they basically damn this signed a whole new team mm-hmm. before, you know, like with the like Dion wasn't there and JR wasn't there, and these are people who are getting pivotal minutes now. Even Caruso was getting more pivotal minutes than what he was getting, um, you know, at first. So they're also running lineups that they have never really ran before. And even with covering um, the W, I don't know how much practice time they get or, like, how much yeah. you can actually practice in the bubble when you're playing every other day. I don't yeah. know how much practice time you actually get and, you know, how much time you actually getting on the court. Um, so I think that they'll be working in the rhythm for a while. And I think that could either be to, to their, you know, detriment or, you know, they can figure it out. And yeah, it seems that none of these Lakers have played with each other. Like it just looks like they just threw out five people and then Frank Vogel saying, We'll see what we can do come playoff time. Cause I theoretically think the Lakers need to only play eight or nine players going into the playoffs. Facts, true. They I I don't know how much I trust J.R. Smith in the playoff series. I don't know if I want to see him on the court. And I've gotten to the part to the point where I don't know if I want to see JaVel McGee play. Because Dwight Howard has outplayed him in the past. 40, 50 games. Anthony Davis is going to serve best at the five. So I don't, I think JaVale falls out of the playoff rotation. Especially think, if, if you looked at what Markeith Morris brought, you can put him next to AD and it fits way better than JaVale or Dwight. I think JaVale has a place. I think JaVale has a place. The reason why I think JaVale has a place is because I've seen JaVale in like two straight finals and he wasn't terrible. Now, I don't think that you should be going out there relying on JaVale for 30 minutes a night. Like if you rely on JaVale for literal starter minutes, then like, no. I think that you should rely on JaVale's six fouls. That you should uh, um, rely on JaVale's jumping ability for 10 to 15 minutes a game. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I would trust Dwight. I would trust Keith. I would trust AD. I would trust Kuzma a little bit more in these um, situations, but I don't think JaVale just completely falls out of the rotation because, again, I mean, it's funny to say, but JaVale's a veteran and JaVale is actually battle-tested. He's been in, what, his three finals now? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, outside of what, Braun and Rondo, he probably got the most final experience. Braun, Rondo, and DG. He got the most final and well JR, but if, do you really want to count JR? Yeah, no. He had like the most final experience on the team. So But with Javel, uh just him fitting into a team, I believe he was only that successful because he played with elite spacing. When you put when you put Javel into the Lakers spacing, it clogs it up. Of course. Because you don't have Steph, Clay, KD. So I feel like if you have Javel out there, it doesn't really do anything. Whereas with um, the Warriors, uh, you try to set a screen for Curry. They both go to Curry. JaVale's a wide open dunk. 
with the Lakers, I don't know if you have that. It, no one's no one's attacking the uh, screen like that. No, so Javale's not getting those easy dunks. He's not getting those just two point, just an easy dunk in that kind of half court set. That's why the Lakers kind of struggle in the half court sets when uh, Javale's out there mm-hmm. because AD's not most. He's not like very reliable from three. Uh, depends he's on three. And then if you put Crusoe in there, he's not. He's okay from three. He's not great. Uh, Danny Green's been trending downwards. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate making jokes about that because it's it's. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. me, I'm telling you, they just it is. I I, I hope he never makes the three mm-hmm. because it's the joke is so damn mm-hmm. funny, yo. Like, like he's, the joke, yeah, the joke is so damn funny to the point where I literally hope he never makes the three yeah. just so I can tweet it every day because it's literally hilarious. The yeah. fact that he has that on the back of his jersey and keeps missing threes mm-hmm. is yeah. just hilarious. Yeah. But um, someone to say um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh oh, that's actually why AD literally needs to play the five. Yeah, like he he, I, I understand him playing the four is probably actually why he hasn't won as much as he wants to win. He needs to literally play the five. Like the mm-hmm. fact that you can do everything, he's not great at doing everything. He just he just he just he's just not great at doing everything. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a Giannis where he can you know handle the ball like that. He isn't great pass not of like a. I mean he can handle the ball, but not to like a Giannis level. He's not great at passing out of a double team. Like he for the most part needs to be fed the ball and put in positions and then you go score yep. like that. He actually does it would open up the team a lot if he wanted to play the five. But the thing about him is he wants to be Kevin Garnett. Yeah. And it's like, I mean that's cool, but how much did KG even win in Minnesota? When like he barely he needed great guard play, he needed the yeah he had his most success. He had Sam Cassell with him, who even though he wasn't an all he actually might he might have been an all star that year maybe. I think he did. I think he made it yeah. either that year or the year before. Yeah. So like yeah. So like you he he had before Rondo his best guard that he had ever played with. So it's like AD needs to the team will work a lot better if AD did want to play the five. And I think at some point in time in the playoffs you're gonna have to suck it up. And even though he doesn't like doing it, he's going to have to play a solid amount of his minutes at the five. Yeah, I feel like when the Lakers get to the second round or even third round, I I, I see JaVale dropping out of the lineup. And I see Kuzma entering the starting lineup, and I see AD going to the five. And I think that's the only way it's going to work. You want like Kuzma starting, though? Um, yes, because he can play the whole first – I think the whole first quarter with AD, and then LeBron come in with some – with, like, Caruso, Markeith, and some others, and just and Dwight, and just try to keep it afloat until AD and Kuz come back, and you can take over with Braun as well. It's just because I don't know. I I don't trust uh, Caruso, KCP, Danny Green, AD, uh, LeBron starting lineup either. I don't know how that works compared to a Kuzma lineup. Fair, because it'll Fair. be it'll yeah, be interesting. Yeah, I- I'm thinking about they don't really have any options right now. Like I would prefer Kuz coming off the bench just because I like having, you know, that, that like yeah, that score or that like, you know, six man um off my bench. But you have waiters. I mean, yeah. you know, you 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 know you you hope that you can get, you know, that kind of scoring punch from you know Philly Jordan. I mean, yeah. you hope that. I mean, who know it 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 remains to be seen if that will happen. Yeah. But I think that's the thought process. Because, like, tonight, the first quarter, it seemed like the Lakers ran more sets to get AD involved. And K- uh, Kuzma might have provided that spacing, or they might have actually just ran some sets that they hadn't done in the first six bubble games. 
Because I the very first play of the game, they set that pin down for AD to come off the screen. I hadn't seen AD get that easy of a look in I think the whole entire like bubble games. And I'm like, oh shit, we're actually running Laker offense today. I mean, had you had had that lineup ever been run at all throughout the season? I believe like, so. they 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 they, had, they ran they ran the lineup before. Yeah, but I just scarcely. Yeah, I was about to say I've, it, if it if if it's been ran before, I don't think. But even still, like in these past couple of games, I've literally seen lineups. I swear to God, I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Didn't they have like Quinn Cook, Alec Caruso on the court at the same time? Yeah, and that's just bad. That's I've just... never seen that before. I'm like, yo, what is this? I see like Alex Cruz trying trying to like throw lies. I'm like, what the, the hell is the hell the hell is going on here? Yeah. The hell is going on? So, I mean, again, you're right. Like. You know, even with the, you know, cause for worry, I think they have a real cause. Well, I think every team, honestly, has, like, real cause for worry. But I think that a lot of what you're saying from the Lakers is the fact that they are running lineups that literally we have never seen them run before. And you got guys playing in positions that probably they've never played before all year. So. Yeah, Yeah, I would say the only cause for concern is guard play. And it's not um, offensively, it's defensively, like, uh, offensively too. I uh, offensively I, too. I think the scoring will run out. I think that KCP, Danny Green will be okay offensively, and I think Caruso, Dion, and some others will, will do fine. See, it's not the scoring I'm worried about. Like even for instance, the Indiana game when Braun checked out. I think Braun checked out in the third quarter. Had like a seven point lead. The mm-hmm. shit evaporated so quick. I've never seen a seven point lead evaporate so quick. It mm-hmm. evaporated. Like Caruso was at the helm and it just didn't work out, which is why I've said I think they need Rondo back. I really think they do need I, – I know you don't want to hear it, but I think they do need Rondo back. The reason I think they need Rondo back is just for – that wouldn't have – Rondo ain't going to lose a seven-point lead that quick. He is. It's happened before this year. But the thing – It's happened his entire career in a Laker jersey. Nah, I – Just but go, also, watch the, go watch the film. It's – I've seen it happen, and I just I don't want to see it because he just over dribbles. It if he would like with Dion, why I don't mind his stupid shot attempts is because at least he goes with his first instinct. Rondo just dribble, 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 pass it to Kuz with point six left, and like just have to hoist up some random ass three pointer. I'm like that's not going in. But Dion, I'm like you know what? He's irrational confidence. Maybe that shit goes in. But see, I just still have. Faith in Rondo. I think playoff Rondo was a real thing, and I think he I have faith in him to just manage the game. Like in the playoffs, I actually might rather you dribble, 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 and take time off the clock instead of just shooting the first shot that you see and it bounces off the one wrong, and now somebody runs down the court and gets a layup or like or like you know gets 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 a three. And I just think that also I think the Lakers sometimes use Rondo wrong. Like I've seen many times this year when like LeBron's running point and Rondo was in the corner. Well, if Rondo was in the corner. What the hell is Rondo supposed to do when Rondo's in the corner? Like, in that situation, Rondo should be playing a point guard. You yeah. should move LeBron to the four and more of the scorer position. And then you can have AD at the five, Braun at the four. And you'd be like, you know what, hey, Braun, you, you just worry about going to score. So, yes, I do agree with you. I don't think that Rondo has had the best year. But I also don't think the Lakers helped Rondo have the best year at times either. Yeah, and that's the Lakers only need to run one big. Anytime you put any of these players out there on the court with two bigs, it's doing them a disservice. You're seeing every team they play against get ready for the playoffs. Except the Lakers who are playing two, three bigs at a time, and I'm just like, like, why? And like with Rondo, they even played two bigs with them, and if you play Rondo with LeBron, it's like, why is Rondo on the court? Because Rondo 
is not a three-point shooter. He's not a spot-up three-point shooter. There's it, not like he doesn't provide spacing for Braun either. I'm like, why is Ron on the court? It's not why is he on the no, because I think he has a because I think LeBron at his age, you like you still need Braun to score. And I don't always know if LeBron at his age should be initiating his offense 30, 26 feet away from yeah. the rim. I think if you do bring a Rondo in, you can put Braun in the post. Like a Braun, I, I saw the Mike tweet today, a Braun post up is still very efficient. Like yeah. he's not many people are going to be able to outmuscle LeBron in the post. He's right there near the rim. He's probably either going to get fouled or it's a layup easy. And it's like, I, I personally think there will come a time in which I want LeBron to score mode. Like, yeah. hey, Braun, for, the, for these next three minutes, don't worry about getting nobody involved. We got this person for that. You go out there and score. If they come W, then you do what you do and you have at it. But for these three minutes, you go and score more. So I think that Rondo does have a place on the court with Braun. It's just like you have to let Rondo be Rondo. But I understand because you have LeBron James, and like LeBron James being LeBron James is probably better than anybody doing whatever they're doing in the history of basketball. So I understand the thinking of like, yo, you need to adjust to Braun. But I'm if if you gonna run Rondo and Braun on on the court, then you have to let uh, Rondo be Rondo. I wouldn't say so because Rondo and LeBron have the worst net rating since Rondo's put on a Laker jersey. Yeah, but again, this, the entire league in the past few years. Yeah, but again, this is why because so many times Rondo gets stuck in the corner. If you go stick what? Rondo in the corner, then yeah, his net rating gonna be shit. But we're even like including like the Bulls players and like the Cavs, who have been atrocious, like losing like 50 more games than they won like yes but yes i feel you but again you gotta let rondo be rondo if you're gonna stick rondo in the corner who's literally been a pure point guard the definition can we can we all agree that rondo is probably maybe arguably top 20 point guard in nba history i wouldn't say i'd, I'd go closer to the top like 12 oh uh, well even better top 12 point guard in 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 nba history what is rondo known for doing his whole career I just don't want to see it. I feel I, I feel you, but he's known for setting up a team, you know, being a pure point guard his whole career. He's not now he's his three ball has gotten better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely gotten better over the years, but he's still not like a knockdown shooter. You can stick, which is why it sucks. That Avery Bradley is gone. You can stick Avery Bradley in the corner. I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but I think that Avery Bradley has shot 40 percent a couple years from the corners. Um, in his uh career, Rondo, he's not a three point shooter. So yeah, if you just go, I've seen too many times in which the Lakers play in and a Rondo corner three. What? Why yeah. is the ball getting swung to Rondo? I would rather the ball get swung to Braun for a corner three. Yep. Just swung to Rondo for a corner. Like that's not Rondo. So yes, the net rating like is what it is, and I can't argue with that. But I would argue a lot of why the net rating is is because Rondo gets utilized wrong. And so we're talking about offense. Defense, he's been he's been equally as atrocious, I believe, defensively as he has, he has been offensively. Too. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's so fair. I don't need I don't need these question marks on offense if you're that bad on defense. That's fair. Kind of like Jr. I don't I don't need that question mark in the playoffs. I I'm good. I'm maybe garbage time. Maybe if we're down like 18 and we need like some threes, put them in the game, see what happens. But I just I don't need Rondo touching the court. And then uh, like one of our uh, comments is. If it means Quinn Cook doesn't have to touch the ball, he'll take Rondo. I don't. I don't know. Quinn Cook seemed to do a lot in that Pacer game or the game before, whatever he hit all those threes, which I was surprised. He was okay, yeah. but even still, when I saw Quinn Cook, I saw too many times when I saw Quinn Cook trying to set up an offense. I've never seen Quinn Cook try to initiate offense ever. 
Because I saw Quinn Cook even doing things that I don't think Quinn Cook should be doing. I think Quinn Cook should be used really as an off guard, not really a main guard, really as like an off guard. And, you know, the most you do, everything Quinn Cook do should be two dribbles. Okay. If Quinn yeah. Cook taking more than two dribbles, something going wrong. And I saw way too many times in that game, it was Quinn Cook was taking way more than two dribbles. Kind of like what Danny Green and KCP should be under. You shouldn't take more than two, three dribbles. No more than two dribbles. Three is even pushing it. Three yeah. is a stretch. You should be boom. Everything you do should be a shooting drill. Okay. Literally yeah. one, two, shoot. One, two, shoot. Catch, bounce, shoot. Whatever. Everything you do should be a shooting drill. You should not have no creativity ability, period. And I think if people still believe in playoff Rondo, that's the equivalent of believing your ex is going to take you back. Oh, because last time you saw Rondo in the playoffs, he was good. Yeah, what, five years ago? Six, four Two. years ago? Two. That was what, 2017? No, that was 2018 when the uh, Pelicans went to the um uh, uh second round, when they uh swept the Blazers and then met the Warriors. He was, was great. That, was that more Rondo or Drew or AD? No, nah, that was – no, the thing about AD is somebody had to feed him the ball. So it was like Rondo was the one feeding him the basketball. But that was AD playing the five, right? Yep. So if I can take out if I can take out Rondo and sub in Braun or sub in AC or Dion, I I think I live with that. I, I don't trust AC more than Rondo. I'm sorry. I I just I now defensively, sure. I think you know Caruso is a bigger body. I think he does a lot of things defensively that other people that they really don't have another guard that they want to do, what that wants to do. I think Caruso is like the uh, the tool guy. Okay. You know, but as far as like who do I trust more with the ball in their hands to make a decision? I'm sorry, I trust Rondo. Maybe I'm wrong for still having faith in Rondo, but I still got faith in Rondo in spots. Okay. Obviously, Rondo is 35 years old. There's certain things you shouldn't ask him to do no more, but like in spots, I still have faith in Rondo. And with where we've seen Danny Green's like body kind of fill him, I think that kind of happened with Rondo. So I feel like everything he provides, he just doesn't have that. Mentally, he does. That's why I would love to see him on the sidelines with the Lakers. I would love to see him kind of like lead some huddles instead of Jason Kidd and Vogel. I don't know if I trust Vogel to make adjustments in a seven-game series. He does all this talking about how he can see how the offense uh, works with AD at the five, yet we've seen nothing the entire year with AD at the five, basically. That's how AD does. And AD. AD is gonna have to AD is gonna have to step up and say, "Hey, like I'm I'm done playing the four. I want to win. I need to play the five. Yeah, but AD has to do that because AD is in a situation where it's like you really can't tell AD anything because AD has a contract coming up. Yeah. So you really you don't want to make AD angry. It's like you kind of just gotta let AD do whatever AD want to do because AD got a whole contract coming up. Yep. And you don't want it to be a situation where, where we trade it off. I mean, even though it seemed like these young guys, I mean, I mean the way Lonzo been looking, it seemed like you could have traded Lonzo for anything." I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear this man. The way, the way, <laughs> the way that like he been looking in the bubble. Whistle, you could have traded that man for anything, but you don't want to make this trade and then like it's all for nothing because AD leaves. So AD's in a very delicate situation. So it's like it's on him to decide what he wants to do if if that's best for the team. But I feel like why come to LA and play with Braun if you're not trying to win? Because he, to- he can win playing because he think he can win doing what he's doing. Someone, I mean, they were the number one seed doing like they like they they were the number one seed doing what he was doing. So he in his in in his mind, he probably thinks that he can win that way. But he he has to have seen when teams play him, kind of like playoff style, where they shorten their rotation, where they put just one big on the court, and how difficult it is for him to score. If you've watched him play the Raptors, it's it's not good because yeah. the Raptors. 
go ahead. Because like they kind of like dictate into their um, defensive stance where they can match bodies just playing one big on the floor. Yeah. And I feel like uh, the Bucks can match that. So like if they're gonna win, he's gonna have to play the five. Yeah, but see, the Raptors are a team where it's like I don't think that they could, the Lakers could do anything to beat the Raptors anyway because I think that the Raptors have the the, the Raptors have bodies on bodies on bodies on bodies that could switch be that could switch between Braun and AD seamlessly. In a seven game series, I think you have to have a superstar for that. Not see, even a they, superstar. I think an all star. They don't need a superstar. Yeah, they just need an all. They got two of them. Two. They they got they got two all. They got two all stars. They have no superstars. They have two all-stars. And then they have other, like, Van Vliet is a solid guy. You know, Serge is, like, a solid guy. Marcus O, even though he's old, yeah. I still think Marcus O can give you something. That's why I, that's, that's why I think the Raptors uh, are still are still a tough out for anybody yeah. because of the fact that, yeah, they don't have that consummate, you know, superstar guy, but I think they have really great defense. I think okay. they have the, the ability to be a special defensive team with or without Kawhi. And also, I think they have number one. They're battle tested. Like they, yeah. again, I was on from now the Philly series. Kawhi put them on their back and drug them. But after that, yeah, I mean, okay. Kawhi was ailing a lot of the times. I remember Van Vliet stepped up, Lowry stepped up, Siakam stepped up. You still got Serge Gasol, so they still have a nice, a good body of a team. Yeah. Um. So nah, I, 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 I think the Raptors could get away with it because again, and again, yeah. they still do have two All Stars yeah. on the team. I just think one of them needs to play in between that like uh, atmosphere of All Star and Superstar. And I don't know if Kyle Lowry and Siakam can combine for that for a whole series. So I don't know. But like we've seen, like you said, Lowry stepped up last season, and like you've said. Uh, Lowry maybe should have been the Finals MVP. I'm not going that far. I third, I, 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 I third, third. In every single game that they won, Lowry usually had the best plus minus on the team, or Lowry usually had a good game. And when Lowry had a good game, Siakam had a good game. Yeah. So that's why, like, so with that thinking, that's why I had Clay for the Warriors best player because anytime the that's Warriors fair. won, Clay was the best player. That's fair. I mean, yeah. I think if you know if the Warriors actually would have been able to. You know, puts the series to seven. Clay probably would have won, especially yeah. the performance he was having in Game Six. Yeah. I think he probably would have won. Let's see. Any other concerns you have about the Lakers roster? They seem uh, to have found. They seem to have found the three point stroke again tonight, and like the night before, it kind of seems like the laws of the mean are going to average out. You know. Nah, just just like I said, I think guard play is a um concern. AD in the fadeaways is a is is a is, is a concern. I I still don't think AD dominates his floor space. I still think that AD is kind of like, yeah, he might go off. Like, he might actually get hot and go off of 50 like he did against Utah, but you really trust him to be out there just shooting like that for seven mm-hmm. straight games. I'll take my chances with that. If he's going to shoot like that for seven straight games, you know what? We need to lead him up. Maybe we need to go back to our hometown because mm-hmm. it's over with, but I don't trust that to happen seven times. And with Braun, um, does he fall in love with his uh, fadeaway and his uh, step back three pointer too much. I think he because, has to because he can't get by people the same way he used to. And for whatever reason, nobody is making Braun play closer to the basket. 
So yeah. it's like, again, that's what I talk about initiating all his offense from 30 feet away. Like if this was 10 years ago, he could beat everybody off the dribble. He didn't really have to shoot. Now he can beat some people off the dribble. Yeah. He can see, like he can, he can still beat most people because he's LeBron James. Yeah. But when it comes to those, you know, select group of defenders, and that's why I was worried, you know, the first couple of games, because that Thunder game looked bad. Yeah. I mean, it was like Darius Baisley was offering resistance. That's yeah. not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not supposed to happen. Now, Kawhi, the Raptors, you know, some people with great defenders, that's something different. Darius Baisley offer resistance, and whoever, and Hamadou Diallo offer resistance. That's not yeah. supposed to happen. So I think a lot of times, yes, I do think he settles a lot now. I think he settles a lot now because he has to settle, whereas opposed to 10 years ago, he didn't have to settle. Yeah, but Braun can't play in the post if the Lakers play two bigs. I agree with that as well. Braun can't play in the post if they play Rondo with 80. I see, but I still think Braun can play in the post in those in, in in that in that in that um aspect. Like I think you can give him the ball, move, move, move Rondo somewhere else. And even if they do come double, Rondo can cut to the rim. AD can pop out, boom, quick pass out. Some I think there are still things that like you can do because you would you would you would I think as I think you can use a post player if one player can't shoot. Yeah. But like if you got two players on the team that can't shoot, then that's not you can't do that. And see, so like, the schemes, it makes sense, but whenever they've tried that with Rondo, it just, whatever happened, just didn't happen the correct way. So I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he does make better plays in the postseason. Maybe he is playoff Rondo, but what I've seen, I just don't think that works with Rondo in the post with, uh, you have Rondo out there. I, I personally think it could work. Yeah. But it's just, but that's, yeah. That's just like, like schematically, it should. Like schematically, what you say, someone doubles, Rondo cuts, lob to AD, boom, you get back on defense. That's how it should work, but I just, I don't I don't know. Fair. What else do you want to get into about Lakers basketball tonight? Uh, Who, are there any matchups that you are, outside of maybe the Clippers, are there any matchups that you are scared of? Um, in a way, to be honest, I'm not scared about seeing the Clippers in a seven game series. Because I don't think they have, I don't trust Lou Will in a seven game series. Fair, fair. And I don't, I just like where the Lakers lack on defense isn't where like the Clippers excel. Because like the Lakers do have kind of like the length to throw at them. The, the team that scares me in the West, and I hate to admit it, and you're gonna love this, is uh, the Rockets. Especially if Ben McLemore is shooting forty percent from three. Yo, if, yo, if, if Ben McLemore is shooting forty percent from three, we're not winning that series. Yo, like Ben, yo, whatever the the confidence Dan Tony gives to like mid level players is incredible. Because mm-hmm. Ben McLemore. Like, when they signed Ben McLemore, I was like, oh, okay, like, yeah, he can maybe shoot some threes and help. But Ben McLemore has been lights out. Like, he damn near don't miss. And it's <laughs> it's crazy to see because I watched him in Sacramento, and he was <laughs> he was not this. I watched him wherever else he went out there. Memphis, he went to Memphis. He wasn't doing – he was never – he got to Houston, and he damn near does not miss. And he was waiting on his Kobe challenge. Never got it. And this this might be it. Whatever the hell that was, this is it. This is his season. <laughs> he he, Kobe, Kobe, never, Kobe never responded. Kobe never responded to that man. <laughs> what about challenge? He never responded to that man. It's like, and, yo. And this is it. This is his challenge. Yeah. I, yeah, no. Nah, I, 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 I think the Rockets really present a lot of matchup problems for the Lakers. For one, they have nobody to guard their backcourt. No. At all. Nobody guard their backcourt. And then, like you said, the the Lakers fall in love with bigs. 
and even still like AD, their bigs would have to be so far away from the rim. And Russ makes you collapse, and you have to collapse. And if the Rockets are going to hit shots, they actually they take so many threes that it don't matter if they hit shots. Yeah. Like they take so many threes that they're going to end up hitting twenty of them because yeah. they shooting like sixty, and that's thirty percent. That's not even a good night shooting. So if you have a good night shooting, and you shoot forty percent, and you just you know shot sixty threes. I don't know off the top of my head how many. That's like twenty five threes. If you hit twenty five threes in a game, bro, you didn't damn it like nullify anything the other team has done yeah and then yeah so just with the rockets i just don't know how we guard harden and westbrook over a seven game series and with mac moore playing this well i don't know how much of a hot take this is but i don't know how you insert eric gordon into this um i think you have to be careful with inserting mac moore i've i've seen him play better defense than eric gordon and he's providing spacing as well so like I don't know. I don't know what the give and take is with Eric Gordon and Ben McLemore. The thing about EG is EG is better at putting the ball on, on the floor. Yep. And it's like but, EG is decent with making straight line drives to the rim. And it's like, you know, you make it in a situation where, you know, it just gives you another option. Um, like, I like what Austin Rivers does. Yep. You know, like Austin Rivers can make a shot, but he had 40 the other day against Sacramento, yep. which is like whatever. But um, he can put the ball on the floor and make a drive to the rim. Um, EG, go ahead. We've already talked about three players that can put the ball on the floor. Why do you need a fourth? You have EG, Harden, Westbrook. Why do you want the ball out of someone else's hands? Because the Rockets are the Rockets have so many streaky players that you need to offset the streakiness, in my opinion. Okay. They just have so many streaky players. Like somebody jump shot could literally just not work that night. And it's like they are completely off. I think you just have so many streaky players that you need to offset the streakiness. But I think you have to, again, be careful with Eric Gordon because it seems like they do have some type of rhythm right now. And EG has been a guy who's been hurt pretty much all yeah. year. So it's like they might not even have a rhythm with him, and we don't really have the time to try to figure out rhythm with you. So I do think that they need to be careful with inserting Eric Gordon, but I do think that Eric Gordon can help if he's healthy. Yeah, so in the West, Rockets, number one concern. Uh, the team, I think, can maybe – Take the Lakers, no idea. I just AD would have to be the best player of that series, though, for the Lakers to advance. Against the Clippers, I think the Lakers win. I just I think they match up well against each other. And I feel like the the Rockets maybe might have more advantages against the Lakers than the Lakers have. First round, no concern. I don't care who gets the eight seed, it's Lakers in five. I don't know about that. Jim. And that's be, that's being respectful to Dame. If they, get, the, if they get if they get the Suns, it's over in five or it's over in four. They get the Grizzlies over, over in four. So in four. Uh, Bla Blazers, I think, might be six. The reason I think it might be six is because literally, I literally think the Blazers backcourt could average fifty-five. Yeah, and we've seen them average that, but they're basically losing to the Clippers' second string, and they almost lost to whoever they played uh, their second string too. It's see, they can ahead. average all these points, but I just think when it comes down to it. They can't stop anybody. My issue with the Blazers is I wonder if, you know, they've been kind of inconsistent all year. I wonder if they're just inconsistent. And also I'm starting to worry about their coaching. Um, yeah. I don't know if Terry Scott's is the guy for the job, and I don't ever want to call for nobody to get fired. But I don't know if Terry Scott's is the guy for the job. Like, you know, even when I watched that Clippers game the other day, um, like, so you when Nurk took that one-legged step back that yeah. I've never seen him shot, I'm like, oh, okay, we didn't, we didn't like went down. We're like headed down a dark path. Yeah. I'm like, yo, call a timeout and run something, yo. Like, you can't just let them just pass the ball around a perimeter and play here. You take it for two minutes in a pivotal game that you need against the Clippers backup. You yeah. got to go, hey, man, let's go get something. Now, you would think the people on the court 
would be like, you know what, hey, let's set this down and go get something. But if they're not doing that, you as a coach have to call something and have to run something. And um, I think it's been too many times in which, like, the avalanche has happened with Portland, and it's like he just sits back there and just is like, okay, Dame, figure it out. And it's like, no, bro, you're the coach. Do something. Yeah. So I feel you yeah. um, because I also think that uh, they are a little I, – I wonder I wonder if they're just inconsistent. But I would say six because I just think that the Lakers' backcourt is defensively poor, and I just think that Dame and CJ could get it to six. And with Lakers, how they've looked in the bubble, I, I do question how hard Danny Green's trying on defense. He's kind of probably just like, hey, let's just hurry this shit up to the postseason. Like, I'm 34, 35. Let's just wrap it up. KCP, Alex Caruso, they've both gotten hurt in almost every single game they've played. So uh, durability will be something I question about them. But with the Blazers, I think it's over in five at max unless Gary Trent Jr. continues whatever hot streak he's on. He's been going crazy. He's been shooting as well as Kuzma and McLemore have from three in this uh, bubble, which is he's nuts. Going crazy. So I don't know. East teams... It's hard to rank Bucks, Raptors, Celtics. They all fall there. I think there's advantages and weaknesses with each of their rosters. Um, I don't want to sound like I don't want to trash the Bucks, but I kind of fear them less than the other two teams. I agree with you. I think that the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks actually. I actually don't think the Bucks have the defenders to guard LeBron. You wouldn't say the defensive play of the year can guard LeBron. He don't be guarding nobody. Exactly. Like he just like like literally like I'm watching the Mavericks game and I'm like now granted Luca did I mean well Giannis did have five fouls but I'm like yo you as the defensive player of the year it's fucking fifty seconds left yo we need to stop yeah. you can't take this man like yeah. he literally creating the mixtape all over all, all over Eric Bledsoe and whoever else you can't pick this man up for one possession and get a stop. He don't never guard nobody for whatever reason. He just literally don't never one-on-one. He plays free safety a lot, which yeah. I'm not going to hate on him playing free safety because I think he's excellent at it. But it's like he plays – he don't guard nobody for the yeah. most part. And yeah. even still, that's one defender. Like the Raptors, I can name you about four or five people that can guard uh, Braun and AD. Yeah. And I don't think the Bucks really have that. I think they have – like they got to kind of pick and choose. Yeah. So, and then I forgot the Heat. I'm not concerned about the Heat, but I think they can make the finals. I just I think they have the defenders to make the finals, and they have the streaky shooting with Duncan Robinson to make it. I think this playoff series, this entire playoffs, will be something we haven't seen before, and I don't think we'll ever see after this again. And I don't know. I just what they have makes sense. And then it'll make even more sense if Giannis decides to go to Miami. Uh, if Giannis goes to Miami, it'll be it's, it's a wrap because you got him, crazy. Bam, uh, Hero, crazy. and then Duncan as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Butler, Butler would, yeah. Butler would still be there. Be probably the best defensive team you would. I mean, I think we've seen in a while. Because I think the Heat have enough to upset the Bucks whenever they play. It's just I don't know if the Heat can beat the Celtics or the Raptors. That's just where it comes down to. I can agree with that. But then again, like Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton get hot, and I don't know. Like, I don't see how any team would beat the Bucks as well. My thing with the Bucks is that I don't know if they know what to – I don't know if they know how to close out games when they yeah, actually true. have to close out a game and they just haven't beat the hell out of the team already. 
I don't know if they know how to close out a game because one, I don't think they've been really in that situation too much this year. They were just like running through everybody a lot. And then also it's like, it's a, they're in a really weird situation where I don't know if they can rely on their best player to get a bucket when you need to get a bucket. And I, somebody brought this up and like, um, uh, 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 our um, YouTube comments. Giannis is having his worst year from the free throw line. Okay. He, I think he shoots 60, 62%. Okay. So if you a 62% free throw shooter and you can't shoot the ball, at the end of the game, you honestly can't be nothing more than a decoy. Yeah. You turn into Lonzo. Yeah, you, literally, you really can't be nothing too much more than, a, than, than you know, a decoy because do you really want to stay on that line alone? Yeah. And you already can't shoot, so we know you're going to drive. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to shoot a three, be my guest. Like, and if you make it, hey, hey, bro, God bless. If you make a jump shot, God bless. But like, that's not really your game. And then Middleton is like, I like Middleton. And, and like, in theory, Middleton should be able to, you know, be that guy. He's basically a 50, 40, 90 player. But like, I haven't seen it yet for the most part. I mean, I remember that series two years ago uh, when it was Bucks um, Celtics, when I thought Middleton was the best player, you know, that was kind of on the court. But I mean, they lost that series. That went seven, and they lost that series. So it's like we really haven't seen it too, too much. So I don't really know if they know how to close out games yet. And that's the thing with the Bucks, where it's like, you know, when we get into a game six late, and you know, it's a, I mean, what y'all down to, mm-hmm. or you know, it's a tie game, and it's like a minute left. Do y'all know what y'all doing? Like, do y'all actually know what y'all doing? Yeah. And. Yeah. So, like, with the the two games the Lakers played the Bucks this year, the game the Bucks won, Giannis hit five threes, and I yeah. believe that was the only time he's done that in his career. Yeah, if like if Giannis gonna hit five threes, well, we just don't deserve to win that day. Hey, you know what? Great game, bro. And then the second game they played, the Lakers kind of controlled from beginning to end, and there was a chance for the Bucks to kind of close it, and they just they couldn't do it because they just didn't really have much to do. They, I don't think they know what to do. So you don't think they know what to do when they get punched in the mouth? They don't know how to, like, come back from that. Yeah, and then... The the Bucs are a front-running team? Maybe. And then also with Coach Bud, sometimes he makes decisions that make me scratch my head. Like, I think he sticks with Eric Bledsoe too long sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think he should go to George Hill. I think he sticks with Bledsoe too long. Now, I do think that no crowd will help Bledsoe because sometimes I think Bledsoe just, like, just, like, starts pacing too fast. And doesn't slow down enough. He has like one speed to go, um, and I think that that hurts them sometimes. But um, yeah, I just think that sometimes they just like they just don't know what to do. And I don't even want to say that they're front runners. I just want to say that they haven't been in the situation enough. Okay, to know how to close out games. Like they literally were destroying people this season, yeah. and for the most part last year they were destroying people consistently. Yeah. So they re- kind of like the Warriors were, um, you know, when they were seventy three and nine, they were kind of like just destroying people. So they didn't even really know too, too much how to really close games. Or, you know, even when they got KD, they were kind of running through everybody. And you would see kind of in like last minutes, if you can get them in that situation, they like, okay, who do we give the ball to right now? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? We don't know. Um, so I think that the Bucks kind of running into that a little bit. And like we already talked about the Raptors. We'll talk about the green team for a bit. Um, is Kemba going to be ready to play? I have no idea, but that's a great question. I don't because- know if he, in this environment, this is like the environment he thrives. He did in college. I just think this kind of like AAU, kind of like college of basketball kind of atmosphere, this fits what he is because he's also a tiny guard that Lakers can't guard. If you throw him next to Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, who's played fantastic in the bubble, mm-hmm. Jalen Brown is looking like a player that 
don't know who tweeted this out, but they were like, he's gonna be young Scottie Pippen. And like Jalen Brown's played very he's played very well. I can't wait till he's out of a green jersey. Same with Tatum. But I just I fear that team more than I do the Bucks just because we saw what Tatum did against the Lakers. He put up like 40, 42, 45 points last time he played. Mm-hmm. And just it took Kuz kind of like stopping that scoring run in the third to for the Lakers to handle that. And then with the Celtics, they have a center and Daniel Tice who provides. I like kind of, Daniel Tice. People don't like. I fuck with Tice. I I, I personally like Tice. And like I, I think Anthony Davis has that dog in him. It's just Daniel Tice. He's he's in he's in your face the entire time. So I don't know if AD can handle that over five games or a seven game series. I hope he can, and I think he can. It's just you never know. And then even with Cantor, he can Cantor can probably give you twenty and ten in some random playoff game. Do so you we'll think see. the Celtics even need Kemba, though? It's a real question. No, because as a Lonzo fan, I love what Marcus Smart brings to the starting role. I love what Smart brings to the, the starting role. Also, I think Kemba's probably the weakest defender on the team. He's also a smaller – he's also a very small guard. Uh, I love Marcus Smart's – like I said, vers- I love Marcus Smart's versatility. And Marcus Smart, he's not one of those – he's not Tony Allen. Like, he's not completely inept offensively. Like, if Marcus Smart scores 25, I'm not shocked. I'm going to be like – But got, I would be – be like, he got hot one night. And, like, yeah, you don't, you like, don't question it. When Tony Allen got 25, you're like, what the hell happened? What the hell game? happened, bro? Like, yeah. what – who need to be fired? Yeah. Somebody need to be fired at bench. But if, like, Marcus Smart gets him, I'm like, yo, you, you just got hot. Like, I remember Marcus Smart at, like, Oklahoma State. I remember mm-hmm. dropping, like, 37 sometimes. Yeah. Like, because, that like, that's like that's what he did. He just yeah. got to the league and found his next, like, you know what, defense is going to be the thing that's, that's you know, going to make me my money. Defense and playmaking, because he's also a very good playmaker, is, is going to be the thing that's going to make me my money. Um, with the Celtics, I'm actually worried for Kemba's career. Um, he's a, when, when you're a small guard, you can't really afford to lose anything because, you know, you lose something and now you're just small. So you lose a little bit of, you know, your quickness. People can stay in front of you. And also, like, he's had this weird injury for, like, Five, six months now. Like, what is actually wrong with his knee? So is is Boston where small guards go to die? I really wonder. Okay. And I wonder what their training staff is like. Because, like, yeah. like, 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 literally, what is wrong with Kimba's knee? I don't know. I We haven't got, like, a definitive answer. We've gotten maybes. We've gotten he's on the court. He's not on the court. I'm like, all right. I don't and know. I think what it to started think. last year in Charlotte, actually. Okay. Which is actually why I honestly think Michael Jordan also was like, you know what, we're no, we're not paying you. Yeah. For, for one, the fact that like obviously you're a smaller guard, and I don't think like what was paying Kemba two hundred million dollars gonna mm-hmm. do for you. Like you, we weren't even making the playoffs, so like why? But I also don't think I think they knew that like, yo, I don't know if this guy's healthy because I think he had some knee issues last year in Charlotte mm-hmm. as well. I could be wrong if I'm if, yeah. if, if, if like if like I'm wrong, forgive me. I think if my memory serves me well, he did miss some time with like knee injuries. Um, in Charlotte last year, um, so yeah, I wonder if they even really need uh, you know, Kemba. Hayward's been good. Hayward's been stepping up on both sides of the uh, yeah. um, 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 of the ball. Uh, uh, he's been good. Watermaker has been solid off the bench for them. You know, like a solid point guard. Obviously, he's not going to put up big numbers, but again, all I want for my backup point guards in any level of basketball is. If I if if my starter check out the game, we had a ten point lead. Please don't let him, don't, don't let him check back in down to or with a two point lead. Just hold the game, steady the game, hold the game. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. Just steady the game, hold the game. Um, and I think that Wanamaker can do that. And like I'm with you, I, I also think that they have the wings to be able to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, offer resistance 
to the um, Lakers. Yeah. So let's just some closing thoughts about Lakers uh, basketball. When do you think they kind of like turn it around with like their mentality? Because they're what three and four in the bubble. They kind of look shaky. Do you think they flip the switch right right away when the playoffs happen? I don't think right away. Um, I think that they may need to lose a game to flip a switch and really you be like, yo, we got to figure something out. We don't want to come out here and get embarrassed. Um, so I don't know about right away, but I think they can eventually get it done. I'm not going to jump off the, the you know, the uh, boat with them, but I will say they don't look great at this moment in time. And the playoffs start in seven days. Yeah. So you might want to figure it out before you end up down, you know, 2-0 in a series. Or you end up down, I mean, well, I would say going back to somewhere, but ain't nobody going back to nowhere, so that yeah. don't really matter. Uh, but, yeah, you know, before you end up down 1-1 or, you know, 2-0 in a series in the first round and you trying to fight your way back, so. Do you think uh, all of the contenders have showed weaknesses or do you think there's, like, one or two contenders that haven't? Depends on who your contenders are. Uh, contenders are Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, Celtics, Bucks, Raptors. I think the team that's looked the best is the Rockets out of like that group. Rockets. Even though they, are, even they should have lost game one if Porzingis learns how to rebound. I mean, yeah, because again, like the overtime happened. Yeah. Like the Mavericks could have won that game in overtime. And also, like they came back from eight, they fought back from eight down yeah. within like two minutes. I mean, I, I, I just think every contender is kind of like just chilled. And uh, I just think Harden, this, this kind of like atmosphere fits Harden. Just let me go. No crowd, no uh, no distractions, and like kind of like uh, how'd you say it? Not to shit on Harden, but like kind of no expectations. Just go out there play. It's kind of like fits Harden. Fair. Whereas, um, whereas in a game seven, he's gonna miss like twenty seven straight threes with his team or something like that. And also, I think the uh, Raptors have looked solid. Um, yeah. But also, it's kind of hard to get a gauge on some teams because. You know, I think you can have the crutch of like, oh, well, they weren't playing that hard. But it's like, mm-hmm. no, some of y'all just lost them games, yo. Yeah, with the, with the Lakers, some like some of the fans are saying they didn't really care about the game. Well, then why did I see LeBron and AD playing in the fourth? Yeah, like, no, nah, they just lost yeah. the game. Even, yeah. even 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 with the Clippers, no, nah, they've been losing some games. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can say what you want to say. This, no, nah, they've been losing some games. Yeah, some like, games have just been the Bucks too. Like, the Bucs, when they played the Mavericks, they lost that game. That wasn't no, nah, y'all lost. Like, with the Clippers, when they played the Nets, Kawhi was in the fourth. Kawhi was there. And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, why is Kawhi in this fourth quarter if the Nets are shooting, like, 50% from three, launching, like, 10 or 15 per quarter? Like, why why are you putting him out there? I mean, I mean, you shouldn't be losing to the Nets regardless, but the Nets have somehow found some secret sauce. I cannot which- believe, I can't believe they won a game. In the bubble. I mean, I told you that they was going to win the game. I, I I looked. I saw Wizards. I'm like, they're going to beat the Wizards, and they're probably going to beat the Kings. Okay. And I think they beat the Wizards and the Kings. And then a whole bunch of other teams that I did not expect, but they did beat the Wizards and the Kings. Yeah, they have a better bubble record than, I believe, almost every contender, in, <laughs> which is nuts. Yeah, but those guys over there are playing for a lot. Like, uh, that's like that's a team where, you know, I mean, somebody got to play with Katie and Kyrie next year. And you trying to figure that out. And also – uh, you talk about trades, like if, like let's say they want to go get a Bradley Beal or something like that. Well, this is a yeah. showcase yeah, for other things. This is the Beal showcase. When I watch the Nets play, I'm like, all right, who's in the Beal trade package? Exactly. Right now, it's what Karis Levert. Karis Levert. Um, I don't know. Do they give away Jared Allen in that deal? Because I think Jared Allen would be a perfect five. 
play next to Beal, KD, and Kyrie, but I think they want to keep DeAndre Jordan. I don't know how that works financially, but I, I believe that's the line of thinking that KD's on. Yeah, but DJ's cheap though. Like DJ okay. isn't getting. Yeah, D, D, DJ could have been getting more than ten million dollars. I'm sure okay. it's probably even less than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe like Jared Allen, you give away Levert. Um, I mean, if you keep Spencer in that, and you got Bradley Bill, and you got Kyrie, and you got KD, and Gary Harris off the bench. Gary Harris, who, who can shoot that shit? Gary Harris. They talking about getting Derek. Uh, I mean, Gary Harris. Harris. Joe Harris. Sorry about Joe that. Harris. Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. I mean, and like, you know, like, you get them. Hey, man, we on our way. So, closing thoughts. Do you think the Lakers win the finals? I'm sorry, no. Okay. Who do you got? Uh, I, I'm a. Do you got do you got lemon pepper? Or you got strip club. I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna say the Rockets, man. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a say the Rockets, and I'm gonna say the Rockets, and then I'm gonna say, if not them, the Bucks. Okay, so the so the Rockets, in your opinion, send the Lakers home in the second round. I think that yes, I think they can send the Rockets. Yes, yes, but but I don't know if the Rockets can beat the Clippers, which is the thing. Yeah. I don't know if the Rockets can beat can 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 beat the Clippers. So if the Rockets play the Clippers, it's really matchup based. If the Rockets play the Clippers, then I think that 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 they would take that L. But I think the Clippers could beat the Lakers, and I think that in a final series, if the Rockets in, ended up playing the Bucks, I think they have a shot at it um, because of the fact that the Bucks just don't care about guarding a three point line. Yeah. So with, I think they have a shot at it. But haven't the Bucks theoretically played the uh, Rockets pretty good every time they've matched up? Uh, I think the first game was the first game of the season, and yeah. then the second game was the recent game. And I think yeah. even the first game of the season, it was a, it was a it was a close game. And I don't think Russ was playing yet. Okay. I think he might have missed the first game of the season. But um, no, I don't think the Lakers win the finals. Sorry, I do not think the Lakers win the finals. No, I I do, and I'm gonna <laughs> believe in that until the wheels fall off. Hopefully they don't, but we'll see. I just I will be very happy to see LeBron beat and AD as well beat. Dame, Mello, CJ, Harden, Russ, Kawhi, PG, and then whoever's in the East. I mean, shit, if Kawhi that, would make it to the uh, conference finals. That would make 17 sweet in L.A., and I don't know. I think LeBron wins one in L.A., probably gets his jersey retired in L.A. as well. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, unless AD takes 23. I don't know how that works out after, but we'll see. You gonna re- they going to retire it twice. Yeah, we're gonna put James on one and put AD on the other one. So, if the Lakers get sent home in the second round, what implications do you think that has on AD's free agency? I mean, I think that's on AD. I, 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 I think it depends on how it happens. Okay, kind I of how like your Paul George take happened, where yeah. he returned because of how disastrous he played. Yeah, well, I think it depends on how it happens. Like, is it, is it? Do you get? Did you get swept? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yo, like, did you was it a complete debacle or was it a situation where it's like, yo, I think, man, if I could have done this and that, then you know, we could have been better. Or, you know, you look at the season and you like, man, it's just a really weird season. We got, you know, thrown off. Hopefully next year, you know, things get back to a little bit more normal and um, you know, something different happens. Uh, but I don't think he ever signs a long term deal with the Lakers. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Probably a two plus one, I think. Maybe is one on one. Maybe it probably, yeah, yeah, like, well, I obviously would, yeah, one and one, honestly. 
I don't think he ever signs long-term deals, but I think that, you know, yeah, two and one maximum will probably more so a one and one. I think he does one and one. And then I think after that, he goes into his like big Laker extension. Just because I think once after, I believe two or three years, he qualifies for like that super max. And I think the Lakers yeah. give it to him. Because they have his bird rights, I think, after is, – is it two years or three years where you uh, have somebody bird rights? I believe it's three. And yeah. I think the only reason why I know that is because of Juke. Facts. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Yeah. Anyways, uh, go ahead and get your plug in. It was nice having you on, Pavi. Uh, yeah, as always, man, follow me on Twitter, um, at PaviWorld, P-A-V-Y World, all one word. I actually just dropped a project today. For those for those of you that don't know, I make yeah. I, I make music. Uh, so you can find that on my website, paverbs.com. That's P-A-Verbs, all one word, dot com. And, uh, yeah. And this has been Daniel Belts from uh, King Watch LA. Thanks for watching, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.